So we're going to pick up our conversation again, a little more about uh, sort of Belmont as a very unique community. Right. And so you were talking about that and, and your experience with that through the Office of Selectmen, if you want to sort of continue pick up oh, that thread. Okay, so yeah. uh, I'm not sure where, where, where we stop, but I, I mentioned that uh, it was, was very unique in the sense that 55% of the houses in Belmont are multifamily dwellings. Right. And uh, although we have some incredibly wealthy people, we have a very large percentage of people, a fairly significant percentage of people that are, that are not. I mean, mm -hmm. we have, uh, right. yeah. uh, I think it's 25 or 30%, close to 25 or 30% retired. Okay, and and right. that's you know it's it, it, yeah. it is a very very you know uh, 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 diverse in that regard, and also it's an incredibly well educated community. Sixty sixty eight percent of the people yeah. over the age of of, of twenty five have a four year college degree, and half of them have uh, have graduate degrees. Um, you know, it was funny as I was as I was um, growing up, we used to run into some some some. Uh, you know, very famous people. I mean, for example, Dr. Paul Dudley White, who was mm -hmm. uh, uh, Eisenhower's heart surgeon. Uh, I can remember when Eisenhower had his heart attack, and and uh, um, you know he became very popular with the news. And and uh, Norbert Wiener, who who lived up, I guess, on Cedar Road. Uh, I can remember reading articles after articles. He was always they always had these little fill-in articles about him in the in the uh, 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 in the Reader's Digest. Uh, you know, funny stories about. Uh, uh, could you tell me? One of his students stopped him and uh, asked him a question. He said he answered the question. He said, uh, "By the way, which direction was I walking?" <laughs> and the student said, "You were going that way." He says, "Oh, good. Then I've already had lunch." <laughs> and he kept going. And and I can remember he used to come by, walk by our house, and my father used to enjoy working in the garden on Sunday mornings, and and he would have espresso coffee. And so he was out there having a cup of coffee with my mother and. Dr. Wiener came by and said, that looks like espresso coffee. And my father said, would you like some? And he said, yes. And, and uh, so he, he came and had a cup of coffee with my father. And then every Sunday morning would stop by. A ritual. Uh, became, a, became a ritual. Yeah. And I was dating Vega at the time, and it was, it was kind of a funny story because uh, my father was anxious to introduce Vega to, to Dr. Dr. Wiener. And, uh, and so uh, they were talking in Italian, and Dr. Wiener spoke uh -huh. Italian, mm -hmm. and, and he said, well, don't you think I speak Italian beautifully? And Vegas said, uh, yes, you do. And uh, he said, well, he says, you know, I also speak German. And so Vegas switched to German and started speaking in German with him. <laughs> and he said, uh, he says, oh, he says, you speak German as well. He said, well, I speak French. And so Vegas switched to French, and they started the conversation <laughs> in French. <laughs> And, and and then after French, they went, uh, was it? Spanish. Spanish, all right. So obviously, you know, these, well, I speak Spanish. And so Vegas started speaking Spanish. And so you could see he was getting a little antsy that every language he would talk with this woman, she would respond in the, you know, in, in, in the language. He said, well, I also speak, you know, Japanese, Korean, and Chinese in Vegas. And stop, stop. You know, you've got me. I'm done. Oh, my God. But it was, uh, yeah. it was, it was funny that they would... Uh, yeah. But he was he was so brilliant. But he would you know Sunday mornings he'd be over for a cup of coffee. Wonderful, though. Yeah. But I, so, I agree with you. I mean, just for the historical side, my own you know interest in Belmont and the research. And at one time, I you know we've had so many Nobel Nobel Prize winners right. where there were former residents. I think it's about five. I mean, so I know what you mean. The sort at the of the Belmont academic Hill Club, were, the Belmont Hill Club. There were four at one time. There yeah. There's a story many times of yeah. the four of them playing tennis together. You know. And, yeah. And, uh, and I don't. Yeah. Yeah, it was, uh, well, it's a nice community to live in. It's in its close proximity right. to 
academia. I mean, the colleges, universities, uh, hospitals, you know, this, this kind of thing probably stimulated for yeah. these. So I know that your father, right. s same kind of situation that yeah. he came, yeah. you know. Well, I guess la I mean, I'd like to maybe wrap up or... Um, well, one other, if, if I could, there's one other yes, thing that I was definitely. thinking about that played a yeah. very important part of my growing up. Uh, and that was the tennis club on Kilburn Road, the Belmont Tennis Club. Okay, yeah. I can remember um, uh, hanging out down there with a bunch of a uh, bunch of local mm -hmm. uh, neighbors, and uh, actually became a junior member by installing a uh, net post. Uh, the net post had fallen over, and, and they needed to figure <laughs> out how to get it fixed. And they were, I said, well, I'll fix it for you. I said, but you got to give me a membership. And so they said, they said okay, and it was, uh, you know, so I, I, I think the post is probably still there because I used about five bags of concrete to put it in. Gosh. Uh, but then in, he was in, a negotiator yeah. at a young age, <laughs> exactly. But it, it was uh, there were probably about ten or twelve of us that used to hang out there all the time, and and uh, uh, Joan Wilkins from uh, from Clark Street, and yeah. it was it was uh, uh, it was a, it was a great it was a great place and. In fact, one of the things that, that, that happened, a friend of mine that from graduate school I recently ran into was, was uh, reminding me that he decided he wanted to play tennis with me. And, and uh, I've always had a weight problem, and I was on the chunky side. When, when he said it, he said, well, I'll take care of this guy real quick. And, <laughs> and, and, and I just absolutely destroyed him on the tennis court. He, he, he mentioned it the other night we were having days. I couldn't believe it. He says, I, says, I, was, I was sure he was going to beat you. But what used to happen was that there were a couple of nationally ranked amateur champions, and they used to come down to practice. Oh, okay. And they would practice serving, and I would practice returning. Return, yeah. Okay? And I mean, just hours and hours and mm -hmm. hours at a time. Mm -hmm. So it was really a lot of, yeah. lot of fun. It was a, it was a great. And the club great you're asset. speaking of is sort of like a little tucked away there in the neighborhood right. where you were, yeah. where you grew See. up. Yeah. And it's also, the, it's been there since the 1800s. Right, it's the oldest. So it's the oldest. It's yes. the oldest yes. tennis court yeah. in the same location in the country. Yeah. So it's, and uh, in fact, what uh, I guess most people don't realize is they also used to play squash. You'd be a member of that club. They used to play squash because at the in the greenhouses in the Underwood Estates yes. in the basement. Yeah. There were a squash court, or, yeah. a, or a squash court. Yes. And yeah. so the members would play squash in the winter and tennis in the in yeah. the. Uh, in the summer, so it was, great, uh, great stories you know. of your youth. So let's yeah. uh, fast forward a little bit. Now you're still, you said, active in in the community, very invested here in Belmont. Right. Mm -hmm. What do you see as the biggest changes that have taken place? Is there is things that stand out to you that you'd say, uh, you know, in, in your generation uh, that would be, um, you know, back so. back when I was growing up, Belmont tended to be a lot more conservative. I mean, it was uh, it was the early days of. of uh, of, of Mr. Flett and you know and, and when when Mr. Flett ran the town I mean he wouldn't spend a dime unless he had 20 cents I mean it was like yes and in fact I, f I think it was in 1959 or 52 Belmont was totally debt free I mean there was uh, no debt at all okay. on anything and uh, so I think um, you know, going from from that, I mean, Belmont was a very attractive place because there were low tax rates and and, and, and so forth, to um, um, the the community now, where where, where uh, there's so much focus on on the education education system, but rightfully so. I'm not I'm not dis yeah, disagreeing right. with that, right. but um, uh, a lot of the infrastructure, the 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 things that need to be done in town. I can remember having a discussion with somebody years ago that one of the great things about Belmont was you didn't have to 
build new roads and new libraries and new police stations and so forth because they were already built. Well, you know, here we are now having to rebuild all of those things and facing the costs associated right, with that. Right. So that, that, that uh, uh, you know, those changes. Those changes. Uh, you know, are, are, uh, it, it bothers me to see so many people, uh, my friends, now leaving town because, you know, the kids aren't in school anymore. Right. They're, you know, mm-hmm. they're facing just astronomical tax bills. And, and, you know, moving to Waltham and, 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 and uh, uh, you know, uh, a couple of my closest friends, Gordon Shore, ended up moving to Waltham. And mm-hmm. Mike Egan now is thinking about moving, and he's mm-hmm. looking at Bill Ricker and Burlington. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I mean, these, these people you'd never think would ever leave the town. Right, okay? yeah. And, um, you it's know, just not as affordable. Just, just not as affordable. I mean, and and they don't, you know, it's not that they get the services anymore. I mean, they don't need the services anymore. And and so it would, it would really, I mean, one of the things that really frustrated me when I was, when I was a selectman was I was constantly searching for ways to be able to issue credits, tax credits to some of the older residents. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, for example, we're, we're in the house. I grew up in that house. You know, I've been there for, since 1952, essentially with minus a couple of years, you know, five bedrooms, five bathrooms, and there's two of us living there. It doesn't, it doesn't make sense, but it's home to me. And I, you know, right. I, I really don't want to leave it. And um, yet, um, if we sell the house, you know, whoever's going to move in is going to have three or four kids and put three or four kids in the schools and, mm-hmm. and, and really put a, a, a strain on the town finances, which doesn't happen with us. I mean, maybe eventually an ambulance ride or something. It'll, you know, but for the most part, we don't, you know, we don't really need the town services right. anymore. And so, you know, and, uh, but even us are thinking about the possibility of, gee, maybe it's time to downsize, mm-hmm. et cetera. Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, the concept of, of uh, uh, so many people moving to Belmont, taking advantage of the location, taking advantage of the school system, taking advantage of the, of the tremendous community, Okay, and then just leaving as opposed yeah. to, it's a more transient society yeah. than it was back then. Well, yeah, I hear you saying that, and it's funny that you mentioned that because, just, again, through my experience with the historical society, we did the book Then and Now, mm-hmm. Belmont, which compares historic sites or you know locations with what's there today. Mm-hmm. And for so long, Belmont was very stable, you would mm-hmm. think. But just since we've done that book, and I think that was about 10 years ago, we could do another one because... Mm-hmm. In that short time period, in the last probably 10 years, mm-hmm. the amount of change in turnover has been really probably more than 50 years you know, previous to that. Mm-hmm. But it's just like you're, you're suggesting, a, a real transition time for the town where these... One of the things so I, it, 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 I commented on the other day, it struck me, it was driving up Clark Street. All right? How many new houses? I mean, yes, Clark Street is right. like yeah. hello, 200 yeah. yards, 300 yards long. Yeah. I think there's seven new houses yeah, that are that are that are that. I mean, these are houses that exactly. didn't exist before. Okay, yeah, I mean, exactly, Richie Hoffman yeah. lived in the corner of 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 uh, of, of of Clark and Thomas, yeah. uh, had a barn next to him. There's now three houses there. Exactly. I mean, uh, yeah. uh, Hazen's Hill. There there was uh, just the Hazen house, and now there's four or five houses there. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah. uh, you know, next to the, the big uh, brick house there, they just sold a lot, and there's a new house in there and I mean it's just it, it really is I mean time of transition are, it, it's, it's a, a time, time of transition trans- yeah, it's, it's in a tremendous state of, yeah, uh, of yeah. transition yeah, yeah that's interesting well yeah. Vega, you have any uh, 
insight or any comment you wanted to make? What's changed the most? I mean, you you, you had a lot of our experience to go through the school system for a long time with the kids and the, the mindsets of well, things. Well, you, what, you know, what, uh, what Belmont had always a, such a tremendous reputation about their uh, school system because uh, they... Uh, the school department hired really experienced teachers. Now, unfortunately, uh, teachers are just out of college, and uh, in this profession, you need some years of experience to learn how to manage a classroom. So it's still a tremendous assistant, but I don't know if this continues how long mm -hmm. it will remain a tremendous system. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, you know, you, you do need, uh, so in, um, so that's, uh, that's yeah. my input on, yeah. on the changes that I see yeah. in the school so system. So looking ahead. And, uh, and, uh, you see you a lot know, of the, teachers come in, the, they're here for two or three years and, and then also move on. The, and the, uh, you know, the, that there is no, uh, the loyalty that once, uh, existed uh, to the schools is no longer there by the young professionals mm -hmm. you know they they said just let me know how many sick days i have how many vacation days i have and uh, and in some some of them you know uh, is oh i have to correct all these papers well yes that's that's your job <laughs> part of the job well we're, we're glad that you're both still here and still uh invested so heavily in the community i think i mean i'd be hard pressed to think of all the uh, organizations and and contributions you've made over the years and so we appreciate you coming and sharing your story with the belmont story project and i can imagine that uh, hopefully we'll have a chance to do other conversations of this nature and oh, please great. you know we hope thank you for joining us i've well, enjoyed it i've enjoyed it very much thank, thank you, you very much for us. having us yep.